Welcome to the Productivity Show by Asian Efficiency, helping you do more and be better. And now here's your host, Zachary Sexton. You are tuned into the Productivity Show by Asian Efficiency. My name is Zachary Sexton, and today I have with me Mr. Aaron Walker. How's it going, Aaron? Hey, Zach. Thanks for having me on the Productivity Show, man. I appreciate it. Well, it is an honor to have you on. Um, Aaron, just uh, for a little background for everyone out there listening, is an expert in business as well as managing relationships. So today we're going to talk about how you can keep an outward focus so you can live a more significant life. So that's my little introduction. I know you have a bit of a story that you typically tell when you're on when you're on shows. Um, I, I've listened to you three or four times. I feel like I I'm, I'm really getting to know you, even though this is a, only the first time we've really chatted. That's awesome, man. We'll build a relationship, so that's good. You keep listening, and we'll keep building our relationship. So that's perfect. Um, so, do you mind telling a little bit of your your backstory? What got you here today? Yeah, man, I'll be happy to. I'm a native Nashvilleian. I've been married 35 years. I have two daughters. I have four children. And Zach, we just found out we've got a new one on the way. Got a little girl uh, in the hopper, and she'll be here in February. So we're excited about that. It'll be our fifth grandchild. Uh, I started really early in Nashville. You know, I started at 13 years old, working in a pawn shop, fell in love with the business, opened my own when I was 18. I approached a couple of guys that had plenty of money. And I said, let's take my experience and your money, and we'll open our own pawn shop. And we did. It was very successful. When I was 21, we paid off a 10-year loan, 36 months. So we were pretty excited about that. We went on to open our second store. And we repeated that exercise, Zach, for four times. When I was 27 years old, we had four stores. A company called Cash America in Fort Worth, Texas, came to us. They said, we're growing through acquisition and we want your stores. And I said, no, thank you. I'm not for sale. And they made three other attempts. And finally, they uh, made an offer I couldn't refuse, Zach. And so at 27, I retired. And I thought, man, this is awesome. It ended up being something that was not as awesome because I became extremely bored and I was depressed. And I gained 50 pounds, you know, in about an 18-month period. And my wife encouraged me to go back and go in business. And I did. We built that next business over the next 10 years to four times the size it was the previous 10 years. And then, Zach, I was headed to work one day, and a really, really tragic thing happened. A pedestrian was crossing the street, didn't look my way, and unfortunately, I ran over this gentleman, and he didn't make it. He lived three days in the Vanderbilt trauma unit, and the paradigm shift for me changed that day. And I started thinking about all the time that I had grown my businesses and how successful they were for me and my family. But I realized through that process that there wasn't much significance in my life. And I'm happy to break that down if you'd like. But Robin and I took the next five years off. We took a little break. We sold our business and we built a house for ourselves and kind of a change of scenery. And we traveled uh, pretty extensively and kind of got my feet back under me. You don't get over that. You just kind of learn to deal with it. And so went back, went in the construction industry, spent eight years building high-end residence and small commercial. And then at 50 years old, I retired. And a couple of my buddies that I've been in mastermind group with for a couple of decades, Dave Ramsey and Dan Miller, encouraged me to coach. And so I started View from the Top. And now I get to spend every day helping ordinary men become extraordinary. So there's 37 years for you, Zach, in three minutes. Oh, well, thank you very much. I don't know if many of us could do it. Um, and, and there was a lot packed in there. Uh, I want to go back to when you were 27 
and you sold your business and you probably didn't have to work another day of your life, what was missing from that outward success that caused you to keep on either going back to produce more businesses or uh, I know uh, one of your friends noticed that every 36 months you up and do something new, either build a house or build a new business or uh, what, what was I can't sit still. I got ADD or something. I don't know. Zach, here's the thing. I'm a creator developer. I'm not a maintainer manager. And this friend of mine that you're alluding to uh, for years and years and years, I've gone to him and said, hey, help me figure it out. He's kind of a sounding board. You know, Robin and I would go and say, hey, we want to make our marriage better. What do we need to do? It was kind of a checkup. And we did that year after year. And I don't know how many years, forever. And he said, hey, Ron, you ever noticed since you were 18 years old, every 36 months, you do something different. You buy something big, you sell something, you move, change locations. He said, that's because you need a challenge before you. He said, no amount of money will ever keep you in a location if there's not a challenge before you. So it really helped me to identify my personality. And it helped Robin as my wife to understand the way I think and the way I do things. And so that's it. I'm a creator developed, got to start. I love to start something fresh and new or take something that's dilapidated and torn down and old and revive it and breathe energy into it. And that's what kind of gets me going. It's kind of the art of the deal, as Donald Trump would say. And that's what I enjoy. How do you suggest people, if they're um, not sure where their areas of strength are, go about finding them? Well, you know, we have to do a personal assessment. And I do these regularly on myself. You know, I even wrote a document called uh, personal assessment as to where you go in and you really discover what your identity is and the things that create that. And you discover your ideals and the things that you really want to accomplish in your life. And you explore your goals and your dreams and you look at your needs, whether they be physical or emotional, you look at your career and you kind of break that down and think, am I, you know, am I bringing my best game here? Am I getting satisfied out of that? Is it meaningful to other people? And you look at your faith, if you're a person of faith, and you really explore that. You look at your relationships that you have with your wife and your children and maybe your colleagues, and you really just kind of do a deep dive into yourself. You really got to discover who you are before you can discover what you're going to do. And so I would just say take a lot of time and discover who you are as an individual. All right, so take the time, think about it. I, I believe you've given us access to this sort of exercise that we can share uh, with with people, it's a view from the top. Well, you spoiled my surprise. Oh right? no, no. Again. Okay, there's nothing. Right now, man. Don't, we don't have any. Su- we don't have any special surprises. I'm just. Uh, I want. I was. I'm going <laughs> to give it to you right now. I was right. saving it, but here it goes. We've created a landing page, and it's called viewfromthetop.com forward slash TPS. Right, the Productivity Show. TPS. And in that, I'm going to take the price off. There's no charge. And I'm going to give you the personal assessment. The next document I want to talk about is what do I want? So this will be a series. This this surprise will extend out. So let me just tell you what that is. Robin and I decided years ago we wanted to live the life we wanted to live, right? I didn't want to live the life my parents wanted me to live or her parents or our neighbors. We wanted to design a life intentionally. We wanted to live on purpose. We wanted to decide what we wanted our life to look like. So periodically, you know, we'd go out on the front porch and we'd say, where do we want to be in a month, six months, a year from now? When we retire, you know, when we're an empty nester, you know, five years from now, where do we want to be with our life? And we delayed gratification 
in certain areas, which is taboo for a lot of people. They want it and they want it now. And I want to just suggest and recommend to people, if you will delay the gratification, you'll enjoy it more. You'll use it longer. If you will just put off for a period of time until you can save the money, get rid of the things that you need to do, and then go forward. So this document, what do I want, helps you identify those things. Zach, if I were to come to you today and say, man, if there were no restraints whatsoever, geographically or financially, what would you do tomorrow morning? And people don't know the answer to that question. The reason is because they're so in debt, they have to go to work in order to pay the mortgage or pay the car note or pay the credit card debts, that they don't have the freedom to think what they would do if they didn't have those restraints. This document allows you to do that. The third document is called Steps to a Productive Day. I knew you would like the title of this one, Steps to a Productive Day. And what I help you do is once you've established what you like, who you are, your needs, then you decide what do I want, what kind of lifestyle do we want to live, this step to a productive day walks you through that very methodically. It helps you from the time you get up, the things that you've promised that you would accomplish, the two necessary things that you need to do for the day. It's a three-page document. It has all the social media on it, and you can plan each and every day to live a very productive day. And all the life is is a combination of many productive days. And so I help you accomplish that. Absolutely. Yeah, if you did everything on that list, you would – would have a productive day. I, I saw that. And I, I just want to thank you. I, I got the, the little documents ahead of time. Maybe that's why I was so excited to talk about them. But the, the what do I want document is something that I did very similar to your wife with my girlfriend. We sat out on the back porch and we answered these questions and it was, it was wonderful. It took us maybe an hour and we, we each answered them separately and talked about them. And, um, and it really gave us some clarity, especially for this next month and the, the next um, next year about what our pathway is and what we want to be doing. And, you know, when you ask that question, uh, if, if you, there was no limits, what, uh, what would you do tomorrow? I, we both know our answer for that. And that's, that's pretty unique, I, I think. So, um, I highly encourage going and, and giving these, all these exercises a try. Um, but especially I, I have to say the, um, uh, the what do I want document is is a good one because so many people. Zach, here's the thing is it's a plan. See, people think they work off motivation. It's like I got to get hyped up and I got to get motivated. But motivation is an exhaustible resource. It's just like anything else. You can only go so long and so far on motivation and it wears out. But when you have a document that states exactly what you want, how you want to live your life, all you got to do is follow the plan. And at the end of the day, you will have accomplished what your goals and dreams are. Yeah. And even when it comes to the daily, you have a plan. You just, it's separating that, that planning and the doing makes the doing so much easier if you already have a roadmap to work from. So totally you agree. Know, my good friend, my good friend, Dan Miller, 48 days to the work you love. He's been my personal mentor for 15 to 20 years now. We've been in mastermind together and watching Dan over the years, take his calendar by Christmas, the preceding year, and he fills his calendar up. And I said, Dan, how do you do that? He said, well, I'm very intentional. I work in focused blocks of time. And that way it keeps me from chasing the shiny objects because I know March 15th, I'm going to be doing this from this time to this time, April 23rd, this to this, etc. He can go through his entire year. And plus he even 
blocks out time to do nothing. He says, These, this three-day weekend, I'm doing nothing. No social media, no interviews, no writing, nothing. And he plans his vacations ahead of time, so he's looking forward to it. His life is planned out. People say, I wouldn't want to do that. Well, Dan Miller's pretty productive, and he's pretty successful, so it seems to be working pretty well. And so I've started doing a lot of that. Tom Schwab, my COO, and I just went off to Nashville, Indiana, and we spent three days there, and we planned the next six months of View from the Top. So I know exactly in the community, in Iron Sharpens Iron Mastermind groups, uh, my personal one-on-one coaching, we know exactly what we're doing for the next six months. It just makes sense. That way I don't have to decide each and every day. I just get up and I execute. Yeah, and when you have to decide... Sometimes you have to decide, well, am I, am I feeling, feeling motivated to do this? And that's where the fault comes. So I think that's the, one of the biggest points for, for actually doing this type of work up front. And when you mention going to, uh, to planning out vacations ahead of time, that's another huge one. You know, a lot of times it'll seem like a grind if you don't, uh, if you don't plan any, anything fun out, it's just like, oh gosh, I'm, I'm always working. I, I should just slack off right now because, well, you know, what, what, why not? What do I have to look forward to? It gives you something to look forward to, right? It's fun. You know, that at this quarter on these three days, we're going to take a trip or we're going to take a trip, you know, a cruise, you know, in the middle of the summer, it gives you something to look forward to. And you don't mind doing the mundane methodical task to get you there. Right. So maybe you can unpack what you were talking about earlier about a life of significance. What do you mean by that? Each person, Zach, has to determine for themselves what significance is. And I teach daily what success is. Success for me may look differently than it does for Zach, right? So you have to decide with your girlfriend. I have to decide with my wife what success is. What does it even look like? So I said after the automobile accident, and I try to help people understand, don't wait till something tragic happens in order to make these decisions. We're intelligent people. We're educated. We need to be making these decisions. A lot of people, you know, they'll go and get a divorce, and the first thing they do is cut their hair, shave their beard, and lose 50 pounds. And I'm like, if you'd have done that a year ago, you might not have got a divorce. And they just laugh. And same way with this, it's like, don't wait till you have the heart attack to start eating right, you know, and exercising. Same way with your money, same way with your life. Plan intentionally, plan ahead of time. Look at success and think, what does that even look like? How will I know when I've won, right? If you don't predetermine, if there's no metrics, you'll just be on this hamster wheel, you know, just continually striving for better, bigger, more, you know, shinier, faster. And I'm like, I don't need bigger, better, shinier, and faster. What I want is exactly what I want. And so you predetermine for you what success is. For me, it was kind of choosing my own schedule. I love to be able to get up today and go, I'm going to do this or I'm not going to do this. So for me, that's successful. Having financial freedom, you know, where I don't have to worry about this bill or that bill. Now, there's times that come, you know, that you've got to kind of hunker down a little bit and you've got to save a little bit more. That's not what I mean. I mean, just your normal everyday routine expenses for me, success meant that. And Zach, here's the thing. And I'm not one of these guys. I hate to hear it when people have a little money and they go, Zach, money's not important. I want to go, you liar. It is important. <laughs> just don't make it primary. Just don't make it your key focus, you know, because there's other things in life that are much more important than money, but it is a part and so place great value on it because it is important. 
For me, Zach, having an engaging family and meaningful relationships is at the top of my list because I'm a family guy. And, you know, if you've listened to any interviews, you know, Christ is first in my life. My wife is second. My children are third. Then my grandchildren, you know, then my business, then my church. I mean, there's a pecking order. And when we get out of order, uh, there's chaos in our lives. So for me, my family and relationships are very, very important. I wanted to have a clear conscience with every transaction. I want to treat people right. I want to take care of myself physically, as I've told you. You know, back when I was 27, I gained those 50 pounds. You only got one body. You better be taking care of it. And then I wanted to learn to be content without being complacent. And there's a big difference. I don't want people to sit on the couch and watch reruns of Andy Griffith every day once they've got plenty of money. You need to keep moving the needle. It's just to decide why you want to move the needle. What are you going to do with the additional resources? But we can learn to be content today. We choose to be happy. It's not a trait. It's a choice. And I want you to decide today in your present situation to be content. So then once I've got that established and once I understood exactly what success was for me, I said, what does significance mean? You know, everybody says, I want to be significant in life. What does that look like? For me, it was helping meeting the needs of others looking outward rather than inward. I wanted to fully engage with people. Like, if, Zach, if you and I went to lunch and we were talking, I would want to look at you and listen to what you're saying and stop waiting my turn to talk. You get in so many conversations with people, and all they're doing is sitting there thinking about what they're going to add to the story, how they're going to trump, you know, whatever you just said. And I want to encourage people, if you want to be significant to your peers and your family, listen to the details of what they're saying couple other things to me that are significant. One is helping others that can't repay me. And we do that intentionally. We look for people to help that have no way, no means to help me. Then I know my motives are pure. Zach, have you done things in business? I know I have multiple times. I'll do something for somebody knowing in the back of my mind that's going to make an impression and they're going to do something for me. Right? It's the reciprocity. And I'm so guilty of that over the years. I think that's smart business, but I think on the other hand, we've got to do certain things to help people that can't repay us. And then I want to be available to others when it may not be convenient. You know, we're all busy, but I want you to take time out of your schedule. One of the fun things that we do now, and we've done this most of our marriage, but we'll take our grandchildren and we'll go to a restaurant and privately, anonymously, we'll pick out a couple of tables and we'll tell the waitress, bring us their check. And the kids love it because they're learning generosity and we'll get to the car and they'll say, Big A, they call me Big A. They say, Big A, you think they knew it was us? And I said, it's not important if they knew it was us. What we're doing is random acts of kindness and we're paying it forward. Well, it's teaching those children to be very generous. The day after Thanksgiving last year, we went to the nursing home. We gave out chocolate to all the senior adults. We went to the children's hospital and gave out toys. We got home. And we were tired, man. I was wore out. My seven-year-old granddaughter came up to me and she said, Big A, this has been the funnest day of my life. And I thought, isn't that interesting that a seven-year-old didn't get anything for herself? We spent the entire day out doing for others, and she said, it's been the funnest day of my life. See, as adults, we miss that because we're all about ourselves. We're all about success. The world revolves around us, and I want to tell you that it doesn't. In the most meaningful times that you'll ever have is when you're doing something for others. Continue to focus on success, but simultaneously look for significance. That's great. And when you're talking about the impact of other people or the importance of other people, 
I, I love how you mentioned how being there, being present, really listening to what they have to say next and, and looking for ways that you can help and serve, even if you're not going to get any reciprocity back. And when you said that, yes, there are, there are a number of occasions I can think like, oh, if I do that, he'll do this for me and then it'll work out perfect. Another thing that I know you do with, with connecting with others and, or keeping your circle of important people is to write handwritten letters. Is there a reason for this? And maybe we could talk about the actual um, mechanics of that because that's something that sure. I, that's very interesting to me and I would love to start doing it. I'm just overwhelmed by going to the post office and I, I don't know, it seems like a lot of steps. Well, you know, it's, it's worth it because I would venture to say you've gotten handwritten thank you cards and you probably can tell me the people that sent them more than likely. See, because that took effort. See, anybody can fire off an email, and I do that as well. I'll spend each day, not every single day, but almost sending letters of encouragement through email because it is easier. But there's specific tasks, there's specific things that are done for you that deserve a handwritten thank you card. It doesn't have to be a biography. It can be two sentences. Zach, thanks for having me on your show, man. You were awesome. If I can ever do anything for you, please let me know. Well, it's just leaves an indelible impression on people. It's like he really took the time to do this. It took time. It took effort. You had to go to the post office. You know, as you said, it took effort to do. But when you do that all the time and you do it for people, they know then that you are truly interested in them. Same way with phone calls. I do this regularly. I'll call you and say, Zach, how's it going? I'm fine. When you look at that phone, something comes to your mind. Aaron's name comes up on your phone. Either I suck the life out of you, I want something every time I call, I'm going to give you energy. You make a decision in your mind, every person that calls you, what that call is going to be about because your reputation is tied to it. So what I do is call people and say, Zach, just checking on you. How's your wife? How are your children? How's business? You know, okay. You're waiting on question. You're waiting on, let's get to the reason you really called, right? Most people say, hey, while I got you on the phone, let me ask you a question. And I always go, I want to go, you liar. Now we're getting to why you called me. But when you don't ask the question, you hang up. It makes this impression that he really cared about me. See, people are starving for relationships because you're used to people calling, asking questions, and then getting to what they want. See, then the call is about them, not about you. So write the handwritten card, make calls when you don't want anything, be the person that breathes life into the room, not sucks all the air out of it because you want something all the time when you call, send random text. I sent one to my dentist a couple of days ago and it just said, Hey man, I was thinking about you. Wanted to tell you that hope things are going well, hope business is well, and uh, I'll catch you later. Just a little simple text. And it's like, man, he took time. He really thought about me. Listen, I'll tell a quick story. My dad never made any money, ever. He was a horrible businessman, but he loved life, and people love my dad. Zach, you'd want to hug my dad if you met him. You'd be like, let me hug you, you old man. You're such a friendly guy because my dad loved life. He was always teasing with people, cutting up with the kids. He always had a pocket full of candy, and he'd give them out to the kids, and he, he built houses for a living. He was a general contractor. I owned a general contracting company. My dad was the guy actually swinging the hammer, right? He was the worker. And I didn't want to work that hard physically. And I watched my dad, but people loved him. My dad probably never made over $15,000 a year in his life, ever. 
but my dad loved to hunt. He loved to fish. He loved his family. He enjoyed life. So he died in 06. So I, along with my two brothers and my sister and my mom, we stood there greeting people. The line started at 2.30 in the afternoon. It was an hour and a half wait to stand in the line. For six and a half hours, the line was to the parking lot. Okay. I hope three people show up when I die. But my every person that came through that line said, let me tell you what your dad did. Let me tell you how your dad touched my life. Let me tell you how your dad encouraged my kids. Your dad was always there. He always had a smile. Do you know in six and a half hours, not one person said your dad had a nice car, a nice boat, a nice house. Not one person. The only thing that mattered to them was the relationship. Well, we spend 95% of our time trying to obtain things that are going to rust and decay and go away. And the people that we cherish the most, we spend the least time with. I just want to encourage you to invest in those relationships that are going to matter. Right. Yeah, I've, uh, I took that to heart. And recently, because I'm a productivity guy, systematized it and created an Evernote page or note with that I put about 25 or 30 people that I wanted to stay connected with uh, because I had just moved to Austin, Texas from Denver and I originally grew up in Wyoming. So I want to be able to call these people and, and connect with them just because. Uh, so whenever I, I make a call or send a text or anything, I check it off. And uh, once they're all checked, I start unchecking them. And, I, and I'm, I've been connecting a lot more for just because than I would otherwise, I think, you know, without an excuse, a lot of times it's difficult to make that call. But my excuse was, oh, well, I want to check it off this this box and see how see how Eric's doing or see how Riley's, uh, you know, what his family's getting up to. It'll pay huge dividends. You watch and see what transpires out of that. You'll build a reputation that really cares about people. And every business, and I've owned eight or ten now, Every business I've ever owned has been built on relationships, taking the time to stop and have coffee with somebody, not wanting something, not trying to get the reciprocity, not trying to get the accolades, just stop and have coffee with them, call them, nurture them. Listen, we make business way too hard. If you will spend the majority of your time building these relationships like I'm talking about, people stand in line to buy your product or they'll stand in line to get your service we just make it much more too difficult. I agree. Well, Aaron, I, w- I want to respect your time. Um, there's one thing, I think we mentioned it last time we connected. I forgot to mention it to you at the top of the show, but I've got three questions for you. One is a, sure. is a book that's helped you become more productive. Another is a tool, oh my goodness. Uh, is a tool or resource yeah. that you might recommend to our yeah. listeners. So you know, Evernote's one that's been okay. mentioned a lot. Um, mm-hmm. And what's a ritual or a habit? that you do daily that brings a lot of value to your life. So let's dive into the book first. The, okay. The book has to be essentialism, Greg McCowan. Uh, yeah. And it really helps us get the non-essentials out of our life and focus on the vital few things that we really need to be doing. One of those is relationships, but it just helps you become an expert. We don't have the energy and effort in us to do 15 things well, but if we can niche down to two or three things, be an inch wide and a mile deep that can take you places you've never been. So essentialism without a question is one of the best books I've read in two or three years. And I read continuous. That's a great book. The resource tool that we use, we use HubSpot is a really good uh, tool for us. A lot of people don't need HubSpot. The other one that's a practical 
uh, application that you can use is zilliondesigns.com. We use it regularly. There's 40,000 graphic artists at your disposal for a few hundred bucks. You can get any paper done you want. So I love zilliondesigns.com. And then uh, your final question was... This is, I think you'll have the best answer to, is a ritual or habit you do daily that brings value. Oh, yeah, man. I'm a, I go to bed 1030 every night, and I get up between 4 and 5 every day, every day. And I love getting up early. Uh, I spend a lot of time in the mornings because I'm a Christ follower in prayer. Um, I go through two prayer lists every morning, one for my, my family and friends. And one for my clients, I pray each and every day, God, give me the strength and the ability to coach people, tell them the right things. And then I listen to praise and worship music, kind of centers my day each and every day, gets me focused on others rather than myself. And I go through that ritual every single morning, five days a week. I don't do it on Saturdays and Sundays because I feel like then it will become more of a habit rather than something I want to do. There's a great book Charles Duhigg wrote called The Power of Habit. And it can help you start new habits and break old bad ones. And so I would recommend you do that as well. And then I just consistently go through my day each and every day because what? Steps to a productive day. It'll help you have a productive life. All right. Well, Aaron, I've truly enjoyed listening to your stories and your expertise. I'm going to listen to this interview over and over again when I need reminding on all the the simple but true facts in business and life. So Please feel free to Zach, one of the things that we're working on right now that would be really beneficial to your audience. I started the community several months ago. Now we have men all over the world joining my community. It's $37 a month. I coach every Wednesday at five o'clock on a live webinar. We interact. Men are coming together. We're sharing resources. We're giving encouragement. We're holding each other accountable. You have just a plethora of men resources to pull from. I can't make it any cheaper than $37. You can't buy a cup of coffee at McDonald's every day for that. And I would just encourage the people listening to this to join that because it's just an excellent resource to really take your message further and to help hold you accountable. So I'd love to see you join the community. Oh, wow. Wow. Yeah. We're a community is something that's uh, we're, we're trying to build up in Asian efficiency as well. I, I think uh, you know, it's it's great that we're able to to share a lot of what we've learned, but um, to engage all of our readers and listeners in what they know is is true about productivity and success and and everything like that. That's something um, we're on the same page when it comes to that. So that's um, awesome. Maybe at some point you can have me back on, and we'll talk about my second uh, most uh, greatest achievement is being a participant for two decades mastermind group and you want to take your life to the next level join a mastermind group so we'll talk about that maybe next time. oh man i've got one next monday will be our first official meeting i'm very excited about it breakfast club That's awesome uh redux is, is what we're calling it um so I, before before we leave i just want to give you a chance you, you mentioned your um uh, your, your group um but but feel Please feel free to give us any parting guidance and share the best way that people can find you online and as well as your special resources. Yeah, that's good. Uh, viewfromthetop.com is where you can find me. Uh, Aaron at viewfromthetop.com is my email address. 
Twitter is at VFT Coach, and I would love to have you guys in our community. We have Iron Sharpens Iron Mastermind groups where we have 10 guys that meet virtually every week. If you're interested in joining a mastermind group, uh, I coach one-on-one each and every week. If you are an entrepreneur and you need somebody to help you that has 37 years of experience, I'm your guy. So I would love to help you in any way I can. Oh, wow. Lots, lots to <laughs> to dive into there. That's awesome. Um, well, thank you so much for coming on and hopefully we connect soon. Hey, fear missing an opportunity more than you fear failure and can't, couldn't do it, but could did it all. Have a good day, Zach. See you, buddy. Thanks, Aaron. Thank you so much for tuning into this episode. I hope this conversation with Mr. Aaron Walker meant as much to you as it did to me. As I said in the episode, I had to go back and listen to it a few times to really dig out all of the information that that he shared with us. Uh, All that can be found as well as Mr. Walker's book, Ritual Tool, and the questions for a successful day and a more productive, successful life can be found at theproductivityshow.com slash 60 or theproductivityshow.com slash walker. When you go to those show notes, I would encourage you, if not implore you, to discover who you are by doing one of Mr. Walker's personal assessments. You can live intentionally and live the life that you define as successful. You can do this by planning your success. It's not that difficult. In fact, it's pretty fun to do when you think about all of where you want to be in your life and um, some things that you you want to move towards. Uh, You don't have to wait for something dramatic or to hit rock bottom. You can do this right now. You can make the decision right now. And for Aaron, as well as myself, and I bet many of you out there listening, the way to find more significance is through your relationships. That outward focus, being curious about other people, being generous to those that don't have the opportunity to help you right in that moment. Connecting to those that you love. Right after this call, I went on Amazon.com, bought $60 worth of stamps and a bunch of envelopes, and I've been writing letters uh, ever since. I, I think Mr. Walker probably has one by now. It's a life hack to being content without being complacent. Also, it all starts with you, and if you want to develop yourself further, I know books have been a, a source for me. Now, Asian Efficiency has the 10 recommended books out of the 60 episodes that the Productivity Show has gone through so far. It's, it's amazing. Thanks for those who have been along for the whole ride. So if you go to theproductivityshow.com forward slash books, you can find our top recommended books and just download them right there and, uh, and get developing yourself so you can uh, live that life that you want to. And these tools will help you plan, do, review, organize, prioritize, eliminate the unimportant, delegate and automate what you can, focus on your most important task, take care of yourself, find momentum, move toward your ideal, achieve anything, but not everything, enjoy this life, do more, and be better. Thank you for tuning in. I look forward to joining you next week when you have all your plans and life vision all all set for you. 
And for those interested in joining a community, Mr. Walker mentioned his. If you're a man and you want to join his community, I would go after that. Uh, as I'm recording this right now, we are on day one of the launch of the dojo. So this is another community, the first ever productivity community that, uh, that's been created of its kind. And we are really excited about that. So there are, uh, there are communities for you to join and people to give and receive help from. So thanks again and talk to you next week.